Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I love being live. It's a shame we can't do it more. But you know, lives and things like that. And we have to down. He has to stay late. Uh, but you know, he's working hard, Dave. They're doing twelve hours of rock and goal at some point over this weekend. <laughs> how much rock? And how much goal can one radio station take? That's what I want to oh, know. The lightning seeds are going to get a good air and all. <laughs> some run for the lightning seeds all yeah, the way through. Yeah, yeah. Oh, lucky you. Yeah, yeah. Brody can go out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, he will. On the uh, list of songs that we're not going to play in front of me is "You Ought to Know" by Alanis Morissette, which breaks me heart. That's that one. I'm not going to get to play it. I can uh, sing it if you want. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know what version yeah. it could be. <laughs> uh, we have got everything that you need. We're going to talk about Hoffenheim. We're going to talk about the draw. We're going to go right the way through the performances, the approaches. We're going to talk about the fact that the window is about to slam shut and is indeed slamming shut on Liverpool or Liverpool pleased to see that sort of thing happen. And then we're going to talk about Liverpool versus Arsenal. We're all going to also going to look back to the 5-1 in that Arsenal. They're still psychologically scarred by it. That's all to come across the next hour. But first, let's talk about Hoffenheim let's talk about the chaos Adam Melia Gareth Roberts let's talk about that goal what a Liverpool goal that is Adam it just keeps getting better as well I think uh, it, it, it's it's been bubbling up for the for a few days and I, I, I you know there, there's been different angles a different angle every day I'm looking forward to tomorrow's <laughs> angle of that goal um, a camera on the ball yeah <laughs> that would be good a drone <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was it, it was it was unbelievable. Like having been there, sort of in the cop, in the middle of the cop, sort of behind it, uh, it was one of them where you where you go, what a goal! But you know, it's 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 as as the days have gone on, and so it was only today that I retweeted it. I was like, actually, this this is goal of the season. <laughs> it's uh, two goal of the seasons in a row for Emery Chan. Well, it almost feels like it's out the way, uh, which is yeah, a problem. Yeah, uh, box that off. Yeah, we, I, I don't like just getting it out the way early because now you top it. Uh, Gareth is filming us at the minute. Are we on Facebook Live, Gareth. Instagram Live. Instagram Live. Hello to the Instagram. Just. So go to John first. John, what is the uh, what a goal? Uh, it is. It's ridiculous. You can get carried away because it's one bit of a football match. But we were talking earlier on today, and you said that you don't like it when football matches are, are defined by incidents, and that's often in a negative sense, a referee indecision or something like that. I think that's the moment where Hoffenheim, not least because it is the goal that makes it three 0 but Hoffenheim, no, we can't beat these. Yeah, definitely, and it's 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 a fantastic goal as, as for all the reasons that Adam said and I love the behind the, the goal angle of, of the angles because yeah. you can just see how much they're, they're backing each other and themselves and I was having a chat on Twitter just about the goal today because it's all I ever want to talk about ever again and you know people were saying you know if we'll I would say look look at the distance that Emery Chan covers when when that first ball gets played and He's, he's just he, he just goes and there's not, not Firmino yeah. bust the gut they run yeah, so yeah. fast and then both yeah. of them slow down and it's the slow down I think isn't yeah. it and Firmino yeah, yeah. slow the, down the, and then Chan slow down they're backing themselves they're backing the teammates to go this is an opportunity and it's the kind of thing that you've seen them working on in the training ground which is great but 
you know, someone pointed out to me, you know, if Liverpool lose the ball, then Emery Chan's completely out of position and everyone's having a go at him going, oh, why is Henderson so isolated? But he's not thinking about, well, what if Firmino lose it or what if Mane lose it? He's thinking, I'm going to well, get a goal here, I'm going to get a chance. Way, and that's boss, they've got that attitude. You're not, you're not, also, you're not thinking if Henderson's isolated, Henderson's on the end of the box. Well, <laughs> no, but that's, that's my point. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying, what you're saying. And that's the thing, Gareth, is, is that sometimes I think we, 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 we want to have our cake and eat it a little bit. We want to say, well, why, if, let's just, let's just imagine Emery Chan hits the post, post it drops to a Hoffenheim player, they turn round and suddenly there's, there's a counter-attack on all of our players are firstly ahead of the ball, secondly they're shattered because they've all busted the gut and we are all going, why does everyone get to run at our back four? But one of the reasons why at times lads get to run at our back four is because we're prepared to try and do that goal. Yeah, Klopp wants them to do that as well. Yes. Um, I mean, he, lit, he, he said in the press conference, you know, you looked at that and we had like six six people in the box or something like that and that's what he wants and he was, he was actually saying there was too many times against Palace where we didn't have that so he was actually having a go at them for not gambling enough against Palace and there was one um, I think it was against yeah it was against Hoffenheim where it was where one of their goals it led to one of their goals where actually all of the bench stood up and had a go I think it might have been Moreno uh, because he didn't get his ball out quick enough and accurately enough and like John said before, that's what they're working on in training. That's how they're, that's how they're working to, to break sides down. Yeah. Quick attacks, quick counter-attacks. And that was the perfect example of it. And some people are actually going as far, by the way, as to say that that goal is the best Liverpool have scored. And, and holding Sensi- it up there. Sensible old heads as yeah, well. Mike Nevin Mike is Nevin. saying it. I've seen him saying it. And he's holding it right up there with you know the one in the uh, Teddy McDermott against Spurs. Yeah. Uh, all I would say about that is, have a look at, again, a highways ball of, it's amazing. It's yeah. first time and it's yeah. with an absolute stone of a ball and it's right on Terry McDermott's head. What I love about it, another thing I love about the, I can't, I can't say what I love about it because there's obviously a, a million reasons why I love the, but um, the, just it's, it's two no look passes as well, isn't it? So G, the, the ball Genie plays. He's he's yeah. it's first time. He just knows that that's the the pass to play. And then Mane isn't going. Oh, I wonder if Firmino is coming up the left. He just kind of knows he's there and, and, and times it perfectly. And that just shows kind of how well drilled they are and how you know the understanding between them all is growing really. And yeah, long may continue. It's the, it's the Firmino ball that's actually my favourite bit. We've all got different favourite bits, which is fun. I love that. What I love is that he's run he's run as hard as he can for seventy yards, and then the slowing down, the slow thing. down. But also, it's the fact that the ball he plays is so slow. Mm. It's like it, it should be easily defended, and yet it's absolutely indefensible. The ball is absolutely mm. like no a, one can like do a, anything about it. Imagine watching that go past you, yeah, like a cricket me. delivery, like yeah. it, you know, almost foxes them all because it is because it is just lofted, lofted through. Um, yeah, there we Shane. Areas, great areas. For me, knows like the complete opposite to someone who's not very good at footy, and I know that's obvious. <laughs> but, but, but what I mean by that is hey, you, five pounds a month. No, <laughs> can you Friday night Liverpool? Can I finish my points? Uh, so when when you're not very good at football and the ball comes to you, the first thing you want to do is just boom it and not be at fault. And he's he's so confident in himself that every time he gets that ball. He's just taking in the whole pitch, and he knows if someone legs that, him, he can just skin them like that easily. And and, and that confidence is is getting him where he's getting and doing what he's doing and taking Liverpool where Liverpool are going. Do you, do you talk about that all the time, Gareth? The it it is the idea of there's an eight that don't take six and seven out of ten chances, create eight nine out of ten chances. Peplin has been talking about it since Klopp's come in pretty consistently, mm-hmm. and it is it is a strange thing because they're clearly told to play at that pace. Play yep. fast, play fast, play fast. But then there is a moment when they're then told to do the absolute opposite. It's then that's when you've got to have your awareness about you. And I, I do completely understand your point. Your point is that 
he's constantly thinking. He's running 70 yards and he's thinking. And when John says he doesn't look up, you actually see he does look up, but he looks up before he's got the ball. Yeah, yeah. He knows exactly. where Emre Chan is before he's even got the ball. Well, people keep people keep trying to like you know pigeonhole for me, you know, don't they? And saying what is he? And I'm not sure what he is. And trying look, you know, like trying to look for comparisons here and there. And one I haven't here, but did start has started to creep into me head a little bit because I think he's got a little bit of Beardsley about him. <laughs> I think he's got uh, a little bit of beardy about in terms of that vision, making, though. Making everybody ter- look, making everybody, and making everyone else well. play better as yeah. well. Exactly, great point. Did we score? Did we score a goal a bit like that in preseason as well? I was just thinking, was it one of the Bayern Munich ones, or maybe it was disallowed with exactly the same sort of back heel pass to Moreno, who then crossed it over. No, there was there was there was there was the Ryan the Ryan Kemp one, Ryan Kemp one where, where he pulled it back to Grewich on the edge. It was a pull back onto yeah. the edge, but he stands his defender up. Whereas Firmino hasn't even got to worry about a defender. There was there was but, the sort of back heel back heel ball. Well, he's been the doing cross, that, there, wasn't there? He's been doing that. Well, he's, uh, yeah, I think there's one in there as well. But I think he's been. The number of times, well, the first goal in the game comes from the back heel. Yeah. The, yeah. the, 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 I think there's, the, again, talking about the tactics of it, the overlap. Mm. The overlap is, you're overlapping Mane, and Mane, because he can go either way, what that means is that he, there's so much space created by virtue of the fact that the defender knows he can go either way. He can yeah. skim me for pace, yeah. he can skim me with a trick, he can play a ball, he can play, he can cross it in, mm. or he can shoot. And so what that means is that he's, if you have to double up on Mane and then someone overlaps, then it's just on. That, our our left looked looked frightening for them. You could, it, it, you know, we didn't. Well, I didn't, and a few of us, the rest of us didn't think that Moreno was maybe the pick. But it made all sorts of sense as soon as the match started because that pace that we they did they, there was there was so much overlap happening. Well, the way the match started, Gareth, it, they they gave it gave it everything in one sense, but in another sense they went toe to toe with us, and and I think that that's it's almost. What worries me about the season on on the whole is the idea that sides may just simply try not to go toe-to-toe with us, ever. And that, it's a shame, and this is back to when sometimes you can go to Anfield, and even if you get a win, you can feel as though you're just relieved to have won. You don't feel like you've seen a great contest. You don't feel as though you've seen a proper game of football. And that, you know, even last season, United at home, United were in a certain place at that point, and they did what was right for them. No ambition. But yeah, yeah, but that's well, that what was right for them. Whereas we were left, and we didn't feel like you saw a proper contest. You want to see toe to toe football. And my worry is almost when we do do that sort of stuff, what it means is sides are even less likely to come and attack us. Exactly. I mean, you know, it's always been the way in football, hasn't it? There's no rule about your style or about about how you achieve the results. It's just achieving the results. And you know, Jurgen bemoaned that sort of last season, where he said, you know, in this country, it seems that the fans just take results. Where he was like, in other countries, in other continents, even. You know, they want to be entertained. They want to see a certain brand of football. Whereas, you know, West Brom, I've got fans who go and watch poolish football. And, and you know, and when he comes to Anfield with West Brom, he'll do what he always does. And, you know, even Palace, I thought that was interesting. There was lots of talk going back to that game about the bird and three at the back and new style of football and high up the pitch. Nah, they just come and did what you've seen years over years and years and years. So that's the thing, yeah. I mean, Hoffenheim, I thought, were actually maybe a bit naive across the two legs, including how they spoke, the manager, the players, saying Anfield doesn't matter and all that sort of thing. But also in terms of how open they were and how high they were and, you know, that allowed us to destroy them. It's the idea of wanting to test yourself. I wonder on this one, John, you know, the idea that maybe their manager feels as though, well, they've got to test themselves up at this level and they've seen where the shortcomings are. Or is he thinking about obviously winning the game of football? I mean, obviously it is both. The answer is both. But there does seem to be sort of culturally more of an idea of, 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 of sport as, as a little bit more of a test of the football match, as a little bit more of a test on the continent. Whereas because of the money, because of the focus, because the way English football's always gone, 
Gareth is right to say that, and Klopp is right to say that you know there's more of a results focus in terms of what we tend to face week in week out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I won't like to make kind of sweeping conclusions based on how little I know about German football. To be honest with you, there might be a West Brom knocking around there, and 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 I just I'm not watching enough. I think it does happen in this country as well. I think look, the Southampton manager got to a League Cup final last year and and lost his job, and that was mainly because he didn't score enough goals at home. And so there was that going on. So, you know, so a few people will say, well, you know, what, what more do you want him to do? He's got to a League Cup final. They play really well in it. You know, they've come where Southampton normally come, but he, he basically lost his job on a style of football thing. And so and so it does kind of happen. And there's little clubs like, it's a little clubs, that's terribly patronising, but there's clubs like Swansea who who I think have, have, have decided yeah. that they've got a style of football. That they, and I think that was as much the issue with Bob Boulder as, as it was the results. And so, and so it, it does kind of happen really. But I think they, they, just, they just wanted to play. They wanted to play and they didn't want to kind of, you know, die trying really and so that's what they've gone for I've made Dave laugh somehow uh, I don't know he's having a nice time though Is it Bob Boulder Bob, Bob Bradley <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bob Boulder Bob, Bob Boulder's the keeper he used to play for Liverpool he was keeper I knew I'd done something wrong but I didn't know what it was Bob Bobbing him back he used to play in there the, the Bob games. Boulder playing attractive football <laughs> Bob Boulder couldn't reach his toes, could he? Like in the, the, the Masters tour, it's like, just keep it low, Bob can't get down. Better than that Bob Builder. I like that. I like that he's become rhyming slang as well. You know, get on me, Bobs. <laughs> we'll stop there. We'll do more after the break. This is the Anfield Up Live on Radio City Talk. Going to talk about some performances, Manny Firmino, Henderson after the break, and we're going to talk about the draw. See you in a bit. It is the Anfield Rap, Neil Atkinson, John Gibbons, Gareth Roberts, Adam Media, live from the top of the tower, Liverpool, whatever you're doing tonight, have a fantastic, fantastic time. Traffic on the strand. Uh, we have got... <laughs> How's your tunnels looking? Oh, uh, one of them's not great. Don't give me, me stars on Switch Island. Uh, <laughs> you, don't, you don't even want to know. Dunning's Bridge Road. Uh, all the greats. <laughs> You've got... <laughs> We've got to talk about some of the performances the other night. I want to talk about Firmino first, Adam. It's... <clears throat> It's remarkable football at times from him. Uh, there's the, my favourite bit, other than the third goal, is the is the strange turn and spin away that he manages to do in the second half when it's just sort of lumped into him. There's three around him, and he just he just, he manages to turn one eighty, shimmy his body, and he's gone. He was getting he was getting wellied as well. He yeah. was get, he was getting some and, and so was Mane. Um, uh, I, I thought I thought the referee was was weak actually. I thought that Hoffenheim did did sort of kick lumps out of us at first half. That was one of the things they were trying to do. One of the things they were trying to do that failed, as all of the things they tried to do did. Um, but yeah, it was and and I think he responded well to that in the way that Torres used to do. Remember the the, the Tor- reading away the one, reading yeah. away in the in the League Cup where you didn't get any protection from the referee and got booted everywhere and then scored a hat trick. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I like I like the fact that he's got a bit of the the, the street fighter about him. But his, his his skills are just just unbelievable. It's when he drops deep and just just popping things off. Uh, he just he sees he sees things so fast, and you know he, he knows he knows where he knows where he's got 360, 360 view of the pitch wherever he is with his back to goal. He's it's. I like the celebration too. It's, oh yeah, I like the celebration. It's a Ronaldinho uh, copy, you know. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a, it's a cover version of a Ronaldinho celebration. I like that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know we were doing that, but I'm glad we are. <laughs> uh, the celebration comes from the goal, the fourth goal, the strange fourth goal, in that Jordan Henderson, Gareth, who's theoretically the Liverpool's deep line midfielder, I mentioned it before, on the edge of the area for the third, he's the furthest man forward for the fourth. Wins the ball, wins it well in a manner that if he hadn't won it, he'd got loads of grief from the crowd if he if, for not sliding in because he stays on his feet and he breaks. Yeah. And it's where he does that tackle all the time, perhaps a bit too much, but it's because he's trying to come away with the ball. But then he puts Firmino in. Uh, Henderson all game was strange in that he did something brilliantly well and at times you were a bit like, what's Jordan doing here? 
Yeah, it's been a bit like that all season for him, really, hasn't it? I mean, I still wonder how much, you know, the injury might still be playing a bit of a part with it. Um, I wonder whether he's, you know, he's moving as freely as he wants to. Because he's always been someone that, you know, you've you've never worried about his fitness and about his, you know, getting round for 90 minutes. And and lately, you know, I mean, Klopp actually said, you know, about, about taking him off early and bringing Milner on and being glad to do so, you know, a week or so ago. And so that says to me, he's not quite in the place physically he should be. But you know they they haven't really got that much choice at them at the moment in his position in the middle. There's not there's not not too much Klopp can do with the side when we're talking about who's going to play. You know in the next match, pretty much the conversation's always done. That you know he hasn't got that many options because Lallana and Coutinho aren't there. So yeah, I I I still worry about that. And actually that that chance you reference where he he goes through. You know there's there are still if we're all being honest, there's still people in the ground and still people who support Liverpool full stop who aren't convinced by him both as a captain and as a player. And I like him, uh, not just because we interviewed him, but in general, uh, I just I like his energy. I think we're a better side when he's in it. Uh, and I was re- really worried when he played that pass because I just thought it's not going to reach him. I just, just for a moment, you know, he was watching on the cop and I thought, if that doesn't reach him, the whole, everyone is going to have a go at him. Yeah, but it did reach him and it did go in and we were all sound. But sometimes, sometimes I still worry about that side of his game as well. I still think, you know, he should, should weigh in with one every now and again. Like even well, Neil's got him getting four to five this season, so I was worried about that. You know, I was like, don't don't make don't make Neil look stupid, mate. You know what I mean? He's got you getting four to five this <laughs> Talk season. Talk it in, mate. Yeah, you've got, you got, got to take your chances. I have got him getting four to five. I think yeah. he should get four to five. He should get four. I mean, you know, I, I think you know. We won't see if he keeps laying them off. He won't. No, no, no. But you know, I've got Firmino getting twenty as well, so it's one of them, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I, could have, I, I can't have you it feed both the ways. Of yeah, yeah. I can't have it both ways. There's only a finite number of goals that are possible. But I do actually think that if you start regular football matches for Liverpool, you should be getting three or four wherever you are on the pitch. I mean, this goes back to an old point about the fact that our centre halves don't score enough, um, that, and also recently the delivery's been a lot better, John. Uh, but it was it was a game where that was. There was three or four performances that, as I say, that stood out before or stood out as being worthy of talked about. Adam says that Manny got kicked all over the place, but again, he responded that he looks like he's having a having a ball at the minute playing footy for Liverpool. Yeah, really enjoying himself. Obviously, really confident. Feels like he can take on any kind of fullback at the moment or any defender, and just confidence in his teammates and himself. And as you say, just just really enjoying his football at the moment where he he gets a kick and he gets a bit of grief from the away section and the main stand to be fair react really well in a way that Robbo says they don't do enough when I'm allowed to get in here hammered and, mm. and then he's giving it the arms and it's all a bit wrestling it was but great, it's boss it was yeah, a great yeah, moment that. Yeah. yeah the whole ground ended up didn't it and it all yeah. went up a few decibels and it was like it was good because it was like showing your support for Mane but also like giving something back to the Germans in the away end as well ticking all the boxes <laughs> <laughs> Was anyone else surprised that he stayed on? I thought he looked tired yeah. towards the end, Manny. I was surprised he stayed on. But yeah. I, I, again, I do wonder if this is a in the same way that I used to always say with you know with 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 Rogers and Suarez. Suarez. I'd, I'd say you know get him off last ten. We said and the then, same thing, yeah. Yeah, and then you know sometimes when Suarez got hooked last, when it, the one time it happened after he scored four against Norwich, he basically went off and kicked off on anybody, yeah. everybody in the process. I was and, wondering if it's that. To I, be honest, I, we had this, me and Ben had the same thing, uh, and uh, well, because the thing with Suarez after a while, you realise that he nev- never gets injured, so it doesn't really matter that much. But yeah, yeah Manny has had an injury, so but yeah, I think I think there, there might definitely be some something of that. There's in a it. spirit about him, yeah. isn't he? I mean, I wrote something on 
Sam this week, and I was, I, you know, so I had a proper think about him and how he plays and what he's bringing to Liverpool. And it's not just his pace and his strength and his ability and, you know, the fact that he can score. It's his will, it's his determination, it's his desire. I mean, even that, you know, I keep mentioning Palace and I'll stop doing it soon, but that goal he, he scores against Palace, loads of people wouldn't have gambled for, mm. for that. Loads of people wouldn't have been there, but yeah. he is. And he just yeah. keeps plugging away. And, and maybe it is one of them where he just thinks, Klopp just goes, oh, I can't be bothered with him kicking off if I take him off. Because he'll just be like, why have you took me off? I was flying there, I'm doing all right, what are you doing? Yeah. And plus it's still early season, isn't it? Mm. They, can't be, they can't be that. I think you know they, they look at they know about recovery times and things like that. He'll mm. know who we can who we can push a little bit further than, than others. And I think some of the subs have been a bit, you know, predecided this season. I think there's been a couple mm. where you know I think there was the Henderson one where he goes on sixty and it started like on he sixty. Was, he was always going to yeah. And I think I think a few of those have been have been like that. And whereas whereas obviously the others is you know with Chen gets an off and has to come off. But I think he probably feels that and he might have an eye on this international break and, and no I have got no idea what what Manny's up to but his maybe his his international break's a little bit lighter than kind of some of the others. So we think well he can have his rest then. Uh, other one just to mention briefly uh, as we're going right the way through. Uh, other thing or other thing to mention in general, uh, Adam is that you know it doesn't help the general and it's a strange thing. If we, I, I've said it all the way through, if we go to half nine win one nil. Very little happens. They come to Anfield, we win 2-0. Very little happens. And it's uh, 3-0. We win by three clear goals. Everyone says, what a professional, what a fantastic European performance. We've gone through 6-3 on aggregates. And one of the things that people do remember and do focus on is that partially because of the way we play, partially because of the individuals, I do think it is both, but there are pretty appalling and more annoying knockoffs than anything else that, 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 that mar a good performance. Yeah, I know, and it's one of them where you you wonder how much of it because of how many men we commit forward, as we said earlier, is is an inevitable result of that. Uh, yeah, I know it was I, my this despite despite the fact that we kept scoring at regular intervals, they were carving us open at times during that first half. They were you know they were coming right towards me in the cop, and and it was uh, it, the 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 joke that we were doing was every time they well every time they scored they only scored twice, but how many did they need now? Still only two, like because yeah. it felt it felt like they were only ever they were only ever one or two goals away from it becoming you know a, 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 a more a more difficult night. Even though looking at that that now that's ridiculous, but at the time there is something about that where where. There's, where it is end to end in a two-legged European tie, um, it, it, it's, it's, it, it wasn't, it wasn't ideal for the nerves, and I would have liked probably to to firm it up a bit with some more uh, conservative substitutes. I think towards the end, we, it, I can't quite work out. I'm, listen, I, I think it was more out of control than the manager wanted, Gareth, and that's partially because of their approach, and also that maybe it's just as players on the pitch realise this is we can go for the jugular here, and that they maybe even went for it possibly a little bit more than as I say than he would have wanted, and maybe at times when he wouldn't have wanted it, but. This is not the European football of, of Paisley or Fagan or, no. or of uh, Julio or Benitez. This is this is a very good. I think it's going to stay like this. It's a very different type of European football. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean the, the you know the first leg as well. You know you you get your nose in front away and and you just think you know you you you're schooled almost, aren't you? Through through watching Liverpool over so many years, you'd expect them to shut up shop to take it, bring the result back to Anfield and all that, and it just stayed ridiculously open over there as well. Same when it comes back to Anfield and. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's hard to say how much the manager wants it that way and how much it's personnel. It's back to that question again. But, I mean, I, I, don't, I can't see that Klopp wants it to be full-on Keegan's Newcastle. And equally, it's never going to be Benitez's Liverpool. I think we, we have got to sort of get used to it, haven't we, a little bit? I mean, uh, I think even if there are more signings before the, you know, the window closes and that sort of thing, I don't think we're going to see a huge change in style. It's always going to be blow teams away, go at them, get stuck in. That, you know, it's, that's Klopp's 
football. That's what we got him in for, basically. So, you know, you'd think by now people would get used to it, but but seemingly not. It's going to be an adventure, I think. I think this. I'm excited about it, John. I'm excited about the order. I like the group. Uh, yeah. you know, it's got a bit of everything, uh, both on and off the pitch. Uh, Moscow maybe a little bit of a blow from an off the pitch sense, but you know we should be looking to get four points from it. Maribor, Seville, but also just in general, only one team can win the Champions League. So you'd almost want to. Uh, you know, almost talk about that when you get to the last eight, if you get to the last eight, yeah. and uh, instead have the idea of playoff football, get stuck in, enjoy enjoy the nights home and away. Yeah, and we will, and you could you could tell the difference between that and Saturday with it being a European game, and it's just, you know, the, the night game, it's just it's just kind of more enjoyable, really, and people are more up for it, and people want to prove that, it was loud. You know, it was loud. Yeah, it was yeah, loud, yeah. And, 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 that's, and that's really good, and, and, you know, great atmosphere. So I think people are going to enjoy it, and you're right. You know, it's it's almost like irrelevant talking about oh, oh can we win the Champions League yet? Because there's just so many good teams, and there's so much football yet to play. As you say, well, worry about it if we're still in it in March. For now, it's it's as you say, it's an exciting group. It's it's teams that we haven't played much of. You know, we played the final against Seville, but generally speaking, it's the only one I can think of. And and um, Spartak Moscow, you're going back to Sunesi, aren't you? Before ninety two, the pieces yeah. at home. I yeah, was I was yeah. at it, yeah, yeah, and um, and obviously obviously our our, our other friends we've, we've not played the tour from Slovenia and so you know it's 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 fresh teams whereas if we, I think if we'd have got the, the Dortmund Real Madrid group I think it would have been a bit of oh, blow not just because they're both really good but because you know we feel like you've been in battles with them before and the Real Madrid obviously brings up the bad memories of the, of the Rodgers one in, in terms of there were annoying games home and away for different reasons and so I think these are just exciting and these are just oh great and they'll have to come to Anfield and and they probably won't fancy it. Uh, and you want revenge on Spartak Moscow there from the Saturday your voice got it. <laughs> you've owed them one for the first since 92 I have mate because I mentioned that on on a, one of the Anfield app shows earlier that you know um, I was actually you know you know when the the camera zooms in on someone in the crowd showing them being gutted yeah. me really <laughs> 92 a young Robo. yeah yeah I went, I went to college and uh, they were all going you were on telly last night and like all the blues were giving me stick and stuff and it was like so yeah I need uh, I need to turn that round I need to sort that myself basically don't I against Spartak I think we have to also have a word with our friends at BT and see if they can they can do it. They can do a zoom in on you made up. Yeah, three nil. Yeah, like, uh, like, like Richard Alexander Arnold. Look at him now. <laughs> and a gutted Russian child next to you <laughs> shipped in. <laughs> yeah, can't can't believe that lad was abusing that young Russian. Uh, seemed unnecessary. No, it is. It is getting stuck in, and also it's 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 good off the pitch, Adam, as well. You know, they they are interesting places, and and that is again meant it's meant to be part of the whole thing. I think we all get wrapped up in in the who's got a good group who has and so I'll look at United's group and yeah yeah yada 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 for me you know and I think for, for a lot of people you want there's a lot of people who go go away a lot with Liverpool and getting to go to new places is literally a nice thing yeah it's really exciting I mean I booked Seville last night and I'm still sort of umming and ahhing over Maribor you want on our Seville yeah yeah, oh, I'm your, yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I'm on the uh, the Givens Tom. Express Mick Clark, Mick Clark travels yeah <laughs> he, uh, t- he told me the route uh, yeah so <laughs> and then I booked it um, and I'm and, 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 uh, as you we've, said, we've I, got accommodation in Maribor. Yeah, we've, to quote Ben Johnson, a kennel. Uh, <laughs> it's got yeah, five out of ten reviews across the board. <laughs> yeah, um, so it's it, 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 it's it's a good group, I think. And just like last night wasn't didn't not last night Wednesday night didn't feel like a qualifier. It felt like something more. I think that that group's got enough to carry to carry you through with a bit of momentum, which is important. I think if it's a really tepid group, you know, where there's that, that some sometimes the groups can can sap you 
your momentum a bit, and I don't think this one will. I think we just it, need to get a few enough one as well. The last two times we qualified for the Champions League, we, I think we'll get. We through. failed at the group yeah. stage, so you know we can all say, "Oh, it would have been this would have been nicer, that would have been nicer." That's a dream trip. I'm just quite happy that I, looking at it now on paper, it looks winnable. It looks yeah. like we can get through. And you know, then you're starting to talk about Liverpool in the latest stages of the knockouts last sixteen, get them back yeah. to Anfield, yeah. etc. Exactly. Et That's what we need to get through. And and I, I think hopefully the Maribor manager will say something that will get you wound up, Robbo. And so we've got... <laughs> <laughs> won't yeah. take much, mate. <laughs> hopefully... Slag off ride. <laughs> hopefully he's 23 <laughs> um, uh, and won't wear socks. This is the Anfield app on Radio City Talk. Um, more after the break, we're going to talk about transfers. You just love all that. Uh, we've also John Gibbons, Gareth Roberts, Adam. Amelia back soon. It is indeed the Anfield app, Neil Atkinson, John Gibbons, Gareth Roberts and Adam Amelia with you until half past seven, uh, whatever you're up to tonight. And one of the things that's come through today, broken today, John, is the news that the uh, chap Dembele has gone from Dortmund. There's a lot of Dembele's. He's gone from Dortmund uh, to go to Barcelona for a lot of money. Yeah, they've figures. made some money on him in a year, haven't they? Ah, oh, what a turnaround that is. Uh, linked with Liverpool quite strongly last summer. Klopp spoke to him, supposedly. Uh, ended up going to Dortmund. It's hung on one year and now he finds himself at Barcelona. I mean... I don't think you can read too much into that either way on the Coutinho thing and that it looks to me like Liverpool, John, look like they're not going to sell under any circumstances but then the flip side of that is is buying, is buying is buying some footballers of our own. Now that the fixture list is more settled, you can see a League Cup game in there. You can see the way in which the Champions League game skew the schedule right the way through until Christmas. It does look like an intimidating fixture list, I'd say. Yeah, it does, yeah. And I think I'm not looking too much into the Dembele thing to to kind of start on on, on where you started. Um, because I think I think they obviously you know, they've still got money to buy another one and I'm sure they'd do it. And I think politically and in terms of what that squad looks like it needs, so I'm sure they would still get him. So I don't think it's not a case. I've seen a few Liverpool fans going, Oh yeah, it's great for us that he's done that. I don't I don't I don't think it necessarily is. But but as you say, why why does it change Liverpool's um position? Um, I would expect that if we get to the end of the transfer window for Coutinho to be very quickly made available for Liverpool, I think there's this there's this um, international break that I think is going to work out quite well for everyone. Just give everyone a bit of chance to to cool down, calm down. He might go away and, and then play for play for Brazil, and then he, you know he's he's not in a great position to, to not come back and play for us. And as you as you also said rightly that the games are thinking faster and we'll need a squad, and so having someone of Coutinho's class to be able to bring back in would be great, but also probably one more as well, which is where you start looking at, you know, can we get this Chamberlain one over the line? If not, is there someone else who we can who we can get? Who's someone who's who's good attacking player, who's versatile, and as well as the, the kind of centre half thing that looks like it's still needs sorting out as well. I'm uh, I'm, I'm braced though, you know. If, if he's got if, he, if it's an international break, that's when they always do a, uh, an interview no, with someone from Brazil, isn't it? Yeah, but it's too I mean? it's too late then though, so we can't force anything. So yeah. might have to. I mean, you might you might you might you know moan and stuff, but well, I mean that's the interesting thing on the Dembele one though. We are, I've been thinking about it, and this is a, a slight tangent, but but. We we we're often we're competing with players for with, with Dortmund and as you say Dembele was one of them and you know I, I mean is is you know is it going to be harder in the future if, if Dortmund to be able to say you know well look what we do we, you know we we sell you to Barcelona yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. does does that kind of become a factor are they are they are they a more attractive stepping stone based on you know this summer than we were for I mean that's not to say we sell for Coutinho because we want to more likely buy the next one but you know it is a factor maybe. Maybe a factor. It's. I just think we're in for a mad week, Gareth. Um, in terms of our own players, in terms of ins, possibly still in terms of outs. Uh, not just with Coutinho, but with other footballers as well who are still at the club. I mean, everyone's completely forgotten about Lazar Markovic. I can't imagine what his days are like. <laughs> uh, but you know, across the board here, I'm quite. 
everyone we talk to when we do other shows on the Anfield after Friday show the coach show and with one or two exceptions everybody says we need four everybody's knocking around saying we need four West Brom have bought the lad Oliver Burke today they've thrown some money on him even though he's you know he's only scored one one goal in an elite league they've thrown 15 million quid on him I'm just looking at it thinking it's I can see it being absolute havoc from after this weekend's games in terms of in, in terms of the general transfer picture mm. and Liverpool will be part of that there's every chance Liverpool bring two or three in possibly there's every chance they bring none in but there's every chance that they've got two or three leaving as well I think it's it's going to be it's going to be a pretty hot week yeah I think it's, I think this is one where you need to you know sort of take your head out the Liverpool bubble for a moment as well and have a little peek around because Arsenal fans they're they're wondering why they haven't bought more players Tottenham fans they're wondering why they haven't bought more players Chelsea's manager has had a moan so it's not you know this this current standoff if that's the right word that Liverpool find themselves in over the targets that they want and not being able to get them isn't exclusive to Liverpool and that's not me making excuses before the Tinatas get on to me again about uh, you know loving FSG or whatever I'm not bothered about FSG I want Liverpool to win things and I think one of the ways they win things is by more quality and have, a, have more strength and depth in the squad but you know Klopp said today that if it does close and, and we've signed no one that it isn't anyone's fault. Um, and now you can say that, you know, he's a fella doing a bit of PR spin and trying to make everyone feel happy. And certainly, you know, I, I thought his, his comments again today about Milner being like a transfer, he's really not doing himself any favour with that. Yeah. He's moved him out of midfield. He can't claim it's a transfer when you move him back. You just can't. And, and even even Moreno as well. Look, you know, he's, he's, he's done okay and there's, there hasn't been any sort of real, real clangers yet. But again, you know, when that that's that's a lad who started two Premier League games last season and and eight in total. He clearly didn't fancy. He him. didn't fancy he didn't him. He didn't want him. We, he nearly went, and so to sort of picture as you know, oh, he's he's back now. It is it, tough to swallow, and and I I totally understand why people are frustrated. Well, I'm frustrated, um, and yeah, probably one of frustrated those... Frustrated of Waverty. Frustrated of Waverty, probably one of those FSG tinat tin lunatics, actually. Well, don't I think, start blaming me. I'm not going to start blaming <laughs> you. I'm here to provide ba- balance, Gareth. So just, uh, they, we, I think we're, we're, we're staring down the window of a failure in the transfer window, I think. I think that... that uh, and, and I would say another failure as well. Um, and I think that there is still the will to do some business, and it, the business needs to be done. My worry, I think, is that can the club act fast enough when things start to get hectic because i'm they are not a fast acting group of, of of businessmen i don't think well business possibly but not on the football side of things they the babble copter don't miss well yeah. <laughs> no i think there's a, a really valid and interesting point that if suddenly for instance let's say madrid have a little look feel they've got to balance the books and there's player x available exactly but yeah. i i but i wouldn't i would include fsg in this and that's a valid criticism but i'd also say the manager's very much one for he has his plans he has his plans he has his ways and this is where my worry at times is is that I think on the pitch, obviously having the manager that we've got is fantastic. You can see so many positives to him. My worry in the FSG Klopp thing is you get the impression neither of them's given the other one a kick. If you know what I mean, I neither do, of them's doing that. I do the know thing what you with, mean, but I think I think that, that we've we, the the one area where we have got an excellent person is the office of the manager, and I think that that is showing up the weaknesses in the structure that surrounds him. And I uh, where I, I I know what you mean. It would be nice uh, to 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 start looking at, at at Plan B's. I think that he has maybe been expecting to be able to get the people that he wants, and we don't. I, I still think that there's there's as part of it is just talking up the players that are Plan A because we still think we're going to get the Plan A certainly in terms of Van Dyke. But I I I think if the structure's not right, then the structure needs to change. It's I I, I don't want the manager to be to be compromising too much. 
John, he, li- he lives and dies by his transfers. Well, he lives and well, he lives and dies by what he gets on the pitch, John, and, and who he gets on the pitch, and how that happens, and then what happens to them because he's going to look if legs are beginning to fall off come mid December, given the, the football that he plays, he's going to look yet again like it's to do with the football that he plays and not to do with the strength and depth. And being able to respond this week, I think, is going to be important for Liverpool. I suspect they've got, they've got a, uh, I suspect every club thinks they've got a shape of what's likely to happen, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to all pan out that way. No, it doesn't, and that's why you know. Most teams end up with plan Bs or plan Cs and things, and that's why it's it's slightly curious that Liverpool don't don't seem to look. They might do something from left field, and they might surprise us all, and then you end up looking a bit silly. But I, I kind of feel for people who, who want to criticise like Adam because I feel like there's not. I, I I don't really know when you're allowed to. Like people say, oh, exactly. wait till the end too of the window. Wait till the end of the window, and then the window is like, well, this, we've got to get, get behind them now. The season started. Exactly. Wait, you know, wait till next window. Because the they... big the big talk starts in March yeah. or November. Yeah. You know, the 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 club do make big noises about what they're going to do. Yeah. And and that's why you end up wound up, and yeah. you know why I end up wound up. I'm a bit wound up. I'm a bit wound up. But also this plan A thing, like there's more to it than just a plan A and plan B. There's, there's depth of the squad as well. He keeps talking about you know, needing to recruit better quality than what we've got. But that's not the whole... There's another argument where you just say, you just need more bodies, mate. Because he's literally said, we'll be sound if we get no injuries. Well, that's not realistic. That's not a plan. Yeah, we'll get injuries. We, we will get it. Exactly. We've got more games than we've last season. We've got more games. And we had injuries last season. He absolutely yeah. works them in terms of sessions and in terms of what he has them doing on the pitch. It's all on the edge. He will pick up injuries and then you're going to be calling on what? Ben Woodburn. Mm. Um... You know, promising lad, but not someone you want to be throwing in, you know, Spartak Moscow away or something. And, and look, well, and, and look at how many games Lucas got. This is the one that I keep coming back to. He's we gone. haven't even replaced Lucas. Yep. And, you know, it's fine It's fine that, he, that he's gone and, and the best of luck to him. But he played a lot of games last year. And, and we, you know, never mind the uh, the, the upgrades in, in the other areas that we want. We haven't even replaced him really we had Gomez coming on v Watford that would have been Gomez at uh, Lucas sorry last season we had uh, Lovren coming on at the end at Palace that would have been Lucas last season in my opinion both of them look like dodgy subs to me and it, it, that's we, we're just missing as you say bodies I think I on mine I just sort of think I, it's back to the not wanting what ifs and I think Liverpool have got a you don't want to get to the end of this window going well and to suddenly find yourself in November having watched us play some fantastic stuff you can see the football that we can play and end up sort of going well what if we'd have done this what if we'd have done that sure oh nine points in it yeah you should never have what ifs and you should always have I mean you know that's I think I almost think you're I understand why managers don't want massive squads I understand that they've got a working thing going on that we can't even begin to comprehend dealing with these these individuals these very driven young men and all of that sort of stuff and that it can make the situation slightly difficult but I'd almost rather feel like I've got one too many than one too few and I still think you can make a strong argument beyond Van Dijk of Liverpool buying one in every department that across the pitch in terms of defence midfield and attack and I think it it just it just what it'd do is it'd mean that there weren't what ifs and that's what I don't want uh, because you could make them last season and in the end I don't think you could the other factors were in play Chelsea went and got 93 points but if this league goes at 84 points this season and you're looking at it in Liverpool Liverpool had, 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 had two or three dodgy results after European games because they weren't able to rotate if they had three injuries you'd be saying well that's just a bit wild that's just a bit mad and you should I just think that that's that's what concerns me is you know if 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 Man City go and get 100 points then we're not saying what if but if Man City get 83 points yeah I, I had exactly the same thought Neil and I think watching them against Everton the other day yeah. made me think this might be one of the ones which is there for the taking yeah, this might be one of these leagues where everybody takes points off each other and it's there Exactly, and and then what you can't do is is feel as though, and, and also the quality is there. It's about protecting the quality now as well, mm. and that's where you know he might he might only want improvements, and I can understand why a manager would think like that. But 
you can only want improvements, but at times you've got to you've got to protect the quality players that you've got and find ways to, to keep them as close to tip top as possible. Um, moving forward and looking to the weekend, Liverpool five, Arsenal one. It says here that's not a prediction. Uh, that's to talk about that game, John. And it's come up in a few different conversations I've seen online this week, and also it's something that has still scarred Arsenal. Wenger's talked about it a couple of times in the past, and not least there's still a fair few of those players who are still playing for especially Arsenal, especially in defence, especially in defence who come up against us this weekend. And that first twenty minutes, and I think it's all about that first twenty minutes when Liverpool go four 0 up. I think they hit the woodwork twice. Uh, they have one cleared off the line, Colo, and Colo Torre misses from yards, and Sturridge misses a one on one. That Liverpool created eight unbelievable, nine unbelievable chances slash goals in twenty minutes. I think is still. St- will still impact how Arsenal approach this game. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, we were, Gareth was talking before about, about teams going toe-to-toe with us. I don't see Arsenal doing that, as you say, because of because of what happened, that sort of lunchtime and, and the football that we saw. And I think, you know, you talk about Liverpool conceding less goals and one of the ways that they will do it this season is the teams are too scared to attack. And we saw a little bit of that from Palace. I thought Palace had shown more you know, but they they were. I mean, they got a great chance. Though they could argue with nil nil. The the Benteke one, and but generally speaking, they looked at kind of. I think there'll be teams who come who look a bit fearful to attack, and and Arsenal will probably be one of the better ones. And as you say, it's because of 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 what we saw there. So how do Liverpool approach it then? Knowing reasonably that Arsenal are, are going to do that, do you do you look to to throw? throw everything at them do you look to go hell for leather at the start do you look to, or, or your patience or you think well you know we'll, we'll move it around we'll, we'll look to tie and then we'll look for their weaknesses and then exploit what do we do I, it's it, I still as I say I still think that 5-1's got some resonance and we'll be thinking about it and that before the kickoff, Gareth there'll be lots of people talking about it but they're playing three at the back as well at the minute Klopp's record as Liverpool manager against three at the back is either played played eight one seven or played nine one eight and drawn the other one. Beat them in March. Beat them in March uh, and got behind them a fair bit. It's it, a game between the top six, home or away, shouldn't feel like a, a should win for Liverpool, but this one sort of does, and, and that that's got me a little bit uneasy if I'm honest with you. I think, and they're quite long odds as well at Arsenal, and that, and, that, and again that's like a, a bit of a surprise really because you know like you've just said the the perennially a good side and you know they're coming to Liverpool and you expect them you know to, to give you a tough game but yeah most uh, most people seem to be talking as it's a bit of a you know a bit of a given that we beat them uh, maybe that's a little bit dangerous but I think I think the other reason for that is that you know the continual Wenger thing and that you know the, the way they've started this season as well you know quite fortunate to beat Leicester get beat by Stoke and then you know of course all the people who didn't want Arsenal to keep Wenger will emerge from from their holes again and start having a go at them and that's not a we've been there we've been there where it's toxic among your fan base and it's not a good place to be you know we we hung on to to Rodgers too long and the start of that season where he was the manager it wasn't enjoyable to go the match the minute anything went wrong everyone's on the case of the team and the manager people are arguing in the stands and that, that makes a difference. And I it feels to me that's probably what it's like at Arsenal. So, you know, Liverpool get one up early. Their fans are probably turning on each other. There's probably booing towards Wenger. He'll know as well. You know, he he, he looks he's looked a few times to me like a bit of a broken man. And I was quite surprised that he didn't gibber. You know, and here he is still here again for another go, glutton for punishments almost. And maybe, you know, he, you know, he could have gone out and said, well, I want a trophy there. And yeah, and look what I've done with my career. But he's back again, and you wonder if that's a bit of a mistake. Maybe it's it's that they're gonna come. That 
I wonder for them, you know, if they, if they can get it in a nil nil on sixty or one one on sixty, Adam, if it becomes almost a little bit of a free hit, and that's re- again really strange given the fact that they're likely to play Alexis Sanchez. They've just spent seventy million on Lacazette. He's going to be playing up front for them. Mm. They've got this, these quality of players all the way through, and yet somehow because of previous results, because of previous history, because of the Wenger thing, because of Arsenal, because of Arsenal's record on the road, it's, it has become this this that it, that it would be a free hit for them. Whereas they should be thinking, well, we only finished one point behind you last yeah. year, and 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 yet that one point feels enormous. Funny team, really, and and they've they've bought well. I think Lacazette's a really good player, and I think they always look quite dangerous. Um, but at the same time, they they play so high that you've you've you're in behind them all the time. And so I'd be amazed if it's one one or nil nil on on sixty nil. To be honest, um, that you know they 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 do have they do have the firepower to to hurt us. They've got the players to feed those good those good strikers. I wonder whether Sanchez will play. I'm surprised by everybody saying that he will. Is he definitely playing? He's be, it's meant to be quite likely. Really, right? Okay. Well, that, I mean, he's he's a fantastic player. I, I think I think we 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 generally I think we generally look like except for that one five one that we were talking about before. We always look like we should beat them by more. To me. Um, but at the same time, that you know, the three-three and the two-two, they weren't, weren't big surprises when they happened because they have got that. They are, they are, they are dangerous. Um, so I think it'll be an, another game like that. Um, and I, ho- I hope we can score as many goals as we will get chances because we will get chances. It's one more big push if you're the manager. It's that th- this run of three league games for most sides and five games for Liverpool and being first seven games for Everton up to this first international break, John. It becomes just get the points on the board at this stage. Liverpool have now put the performance in against Hoffenheim. They've got the European qualification. It's just one more big push, isn't it? I mean, that's that's what you're thinking if you're the manager. Yeah, no, definitely because if we win, then seven points is a good return from those first three games and, and the European qualification and the European qualification. Yeah, you think you know that that chunk of, of Liverpool games that that's been a success, especially considering that all of our rivals bar Manchester United have, have dropped points and so you're looking at it go, going in no matter what happens no matter what everyone else does you're thinking well look that, that was a that was a good start we've had a couple of extra games than most other people and we've done well but that that means he needs to get the win and so I think he as you say he'll be looking at it from from I think he's a manager who often looks at, will look a game ahead but I think on this one it's just all about the weekend it is all about the weekend, Gareth, and it is all about, you know, they're all going to go away. The international break will then be the other side of the transfer window, the other side of the Coutinho stuff. It almost feels like prologue, like the season's not properly started. It's all now to come. You've got to win this one. You've got to win this one to leave everybody going off absolutely bouncing. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, you want you want that final push, as you say, and the final hit. And, you know, I think everyone's confident. Another reason why everyone's confident, I don't think it's just because it's Arsenal and the things we just discussed. I think it's as well that, you know, look at last season, Liverpool's record against the so-called big sides was yeah. good. It suits it suits Klopp, it suits Liverpool, it suits us as well. I think, you know, the way we are at the ground and the way we are about our club, when another club comes to town like Arsenal, saying they're a big club, we like to take them down. I think we bring our A-game as well as fans. And so I think... Because of the way the match went midweek, I think you can sort of get through on fumes almost. You know, there's not loads of changes you can make to the side, like we said earlier. You know, the squad's not that deep, but I think we'll be all right. Uh, quickly on the side, uh, Adam, just see him going with something that's unchanged from Wednesday. Just see him going from something similar to last weekend. There was no Milner uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, there was uh, he played Moreno at left back. Robertson had done well against Crystal Palace. Uh, Joe Gomez had been okay and got himself back on. What do you think he's going to do? Do you expect to see? I expect the front three to be the same at the very least. Yeah, I, I think the front three will be the same. And uh, it was interesting that Henderson played uh, the the entire the entire game the other day because I thought I think he'll start. Um, and 
So it, it's it's really just um, it's a question of sort of fullbacks and central defenders, really, isn't it? Uh, and and you know they're picking your your, your other your other centre mids. I think I think it'll be probably Chan Henderson, Van Alden, um, and uh, I, I'm I'm probably Matip Lovren. Um, and I'd like I'd like to see I'd like to see Robertson play again, um, but it wouldn't be I, I no, I would be surprised I think if it was Moreno. So I think I'd I think I'd, I'd be going going Robertson and maybe Trent. I mean, he'll know more about Robertson than us. He'll have had a look at him. I think he picks him in that Palace game because he knows he's not going to have a huge amount of defending to do where he could just go forward and, no. and put his put his lovely, lovely crosses in. Um, in this game, he might he might feel like uh, Moreno is better than the devil, you know, in terms of what he might have to do going the other way. I mean, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I think it's a little bit of a toss up there. Uh, but but if he's if he's liking the look of Robinson in training and, and liking seeing what he's doing and wants to give him another go, then he could do. And I hope Trent's fit because you know he. he he went off with a little bit of a knock uh, on Wednesday. Uh, had a bit of a tough night, um, but I think that was a lot to do, as I say, with, mm. the, with the way they play. So I'm hoping that the Croft said it was only a dead leg. So. Yeah, dead leg sound, didn't it? Run it off. Um, <laughs> Unless it's Sturridge. Uh, Sturridge dead legs last longer. Uh, Gareth, <laughs> prediction. Prediction for the score? Yeah. Uh, 3-1 to Liverpool again. 3-1 Liverpool. Okay, Adam. 4-2. Liverpool? Yeah. 4-2 Liverpool, uh, John Gibbons. 3-2 Liverpool, but the Arsenal second fairly late. Just while we're all thinking we can enjoy it. They get one on 88, and we're like, oh no. <laughs> A corner on 94, imagine it. Uh, will they send the keeper up? I hope they don't. Um, all right, it's been fantastic. Thanks to Dave Danny for staying late so we can enjoy ourselves late night across Liverpool uh, having a ball. Thank you very much indeed, John Gibbons, Gareth Roberts, and Adam Melia. We didn't need Alanis Morissette. A profound shame. You always need a little bit of Alanis. We'll be back. Liverpool up against Arsenal at the weekend. They should be doing the business. It's what we expect. Seven points, Reds. Just get to seven points. Champions League qualification. No one could have asked any more. Sports Social Podcast Network.